The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Colorado Equals Security. This is your newscast for episode 220. This is for the week of August 9th, 2021. Alex, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Rob? I'm doing very well. It's uh, the, what, what are we in, like the worst uh, air air quality city in North America right now or something like that? Oh, man, it's driving me crazy. Like anytime I go outside, I'm sneezing and eyes are watery. It's no fun. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know how much of this is the, the wildfires and how much of this is some kind of other pollution, but um, it really is sad to be outside and, and you can't, you can't even see the sky. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's weird colors. I almost feel like we're in star Wars on, you know, on Tatooine with the, the weird sky and the sort of uh, weird orange ball in the sky that, that you probably think is a sun. I'll make sure you send a dollar to Lucas films for that reference. Yeah, I will. Sorry, George, or you're welcome. One or the other. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into uh, our housekeeping for the week. Uh, we have a Slack channel with, man, we've got to be closing in on 2000 people. It, I don't know what it was, but this last week we had a, a big rush of new folks who were looking to join the Slack channel. Uh, we are now up to 1975 coming up to 2000 very quickly. Very, very close. Yeah. I, I guess uh, with that, you know, sort of a shout out to the folks at SecureSet. Uh, I feel like they're uh, doing a pretty good job of uh, referring Colorado Equals Security to the, the folks that are taking their classes. And when they get near the end of their uh, their courses, we get a, a rush of them that they come in and want to join the community, which is great. So I love it. I mean, this is this is the way that the community grows, and you know, all these jobs that we need to fill. SecureSet's doing a good job bringing us folks to to do those and giving them the introduction to the security. So, shout out to SecureSet and shout out to those folks who are joining the community. Yep. We also have a mailing list, Rob. If you go to the website and sign up there, you will get one email a week uh, sent from us with the show notes. So you'll get all the details when you're listening to the podcast. You can then just, you know, click on links and things like that and know exactly what uh, what's going on. Um, and I forgot to mention to join Slack, if you're not already on there, on our website, there's a button, you know, next, right above where you sign up for the mailing list, you can click a button to join Slack as well. And, you know, even more, uh, one more forgetting thing, you know, our website is colorado-security.com. So uh, go there, sign up for Slack, sign up for the mailing list. Um, not there though. Uh, you should rate us and subscribe on your uh, five favorite podcast application. That way you get the show delivered to you every week and people know how great the show is. We'd also love it if you would tell a friend about the show. You know, not you don't have to do everything in the cybers. You can do it in real life. You know, whenever you get out and talk to people, if you have your mailman coming up and be like, hey, mailman, I got a tip for you. Um, you know, we'd love to have those folks listening to the show. So it, like Tron, is that like in the cybers? I think we're that yeah. we are in the cybers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, let people know. Also, uh, we have a Patreon campaign. We love people to support the show in many ways. And if you would like to do that financially, uh, we would love to have you be a patron of the show. Um, we have many different levels of giving, uh, both monthly or yearly. And depending on the level that you sign up for, you will get some cool stuff from us. And that reminds me, Alex, did you know we have a, fa- uh, excuse me, a new patron this week? I did. Cole uh, Meitzner. Cole, Cole is Meitzner. Joined- yeah, good stuff, Cole. We thank you very much for becoming a new sponsor. Cole joined us at the level of uh, $10 a month. As as a the fallout from that, he gets mentioned on the show and he gets an awesome Colorado Equal Security shirt. Yeah, thanks, Cole. And uh, in case everybody was wondering, Cole is the uh, Director of Information Security over at Unifocus. Love it. 
All right, yeah. let's jump into the news, Alex. Let's do it. Uh, Rob, did you know that uh, Lumen, formerly CenturyLink, uh, is trying to sell off their their uh, consumer side uh, for $7.5 billion to a private equity fund? Yeah, they got Apollo Global Management, which is the uh, the, the fund uh, that's going to spend that $7.5 billion. It looks like about 1.2 of that is to service some debt, but that's a lot of cheddar to go to Lumen with the rest <laughs> of that. Um, I was interested to hear that you know this $7.5 billion acquisition is just for 20 of the 36 states that Lumen services. Um, so they're, they're going to maintain 16 states. Uh, and, and continue doing that and, and let the rest of them go. I, I looked at the map and Colorado is one that's going to stay with Lumen. So they're not, they're not selling us off to Apollo. Yeah. I, I feel like the, uh, the, the states that they are keeping are some of the sort of the legacy century link, you know, formerly us West uh, quest sort of states. And many of the other ones that they are selling off are things that they have acquired over the years. So I think the, you know, they've got a good footprint of stuff that had been together before, and they're going to try and keep that. All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, a Denver Tech unicorn is providing Target with education, uh, an, an education program for frontline workers. We've talked about Guild Education on the show numerous times over the last few years. This is a pretty big deal. It is. And I mean, I just love what Guild does in general. You know, their mission is to help folks that are in, you know, hourly, lower paying, entry level kind of jobs get uh, additional education so that they can further their career. And this partnership with Target now opens that up to uh, 340,000 of their frontline workers to help them get a debt-free education uh, through Guild. Yeah, so this is for all part-time and full-time Target employees. Um, Target is investing over $200 million into this program over the next four years. Um, And this program is going to allow those employees to attend courses at 40 different colleges uh, with, and they, they have a set of programs or degrees that you can get for free, which includes uh, business administration, uh, IT and computer science, but the, and there's some other ones. And, and if you don't pick one of those programs, they still have a benefit. It's just uh, not quite, not quite as generous, uh, but still an incredibly generous program uh, that Target's offering. And it, it's awesome to see Guild facilitating that. Yeah. I, I think it said that they were going to be giving folks up to $10,000 a year towards this. So that, that is pretty cool. That's a, a great benefit. Uh, so one other interesting factoid from this article, Guild works with Fortune 500 companies and they they uh, b- basically, uh, this is all they do is really helping those companies get educational opportunities for those frontline workers and, um, and, and, and really have a lot of success in growing. And, you know, as a tech unicorn, I, I imagine that this, the future looks really bright. Yeah. One other thing that I picked up that I thought was interesting is they noted that uh, when Guild had their last round of funding, which I w- believe was around the beginning of the year, they were at about 450 employees. And as of this announcement, they are at about a thousand. Wow, so they've, awesome. they've doubled more than doubled um, in, you know, half, a little over half a year. Pretty crazy. That's awesome. All, All right. right. Moving us forward here. We have a uh, news from uh, a building downtown. So, you know, we, unfortunately, Molson Coors left us. Their headquarters left us here in Colorado. But the, uh, uh, the I love the intro here for for this article. Um, out with the booze and in with the tech firm. Uh, the art <laughs> the the floors in the eighteen oh one California Street building are being filled by Contentful. Yeah. So this is uh looks like three of the four floors that Molson Coors had, and you know these are uh, pretty prime floors. I think that the the building is uh, 48 stories or, or something like that. And these, uh, 
uh, or in the 40s. So it, it's pretty far up there. So yeah, Contentful, which is a leading content platform for digital first businesses. Um, I think from that description, you probably don't have any idea what they do. But um, you know, they are they're building out a headquarters, not a headquarters, a an office here. Uh, I believe that they were originally based in Germany, but then also have another office in the United States and um, had announced recently that they were going to be bringing uh, an office here to Denver and looks like this is where it's going to be. Yeah. We actually talked about this last year, almost exactly a year ago, last summer. Um, so it's good to see, you know, these folks who said they were going to be hiring 50 to hundred people in, in this year, well, they've taken up three floors in a big building. So I'm guessing that's a lot more than hundred people who they're going to be hiring. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the other things I noted in the story is that uh, in that same 1801 California building, uh, health grades has their office there. And Rob, speaking of health grades, uh, did you know that they have just rebranded and they have uh, sold off the marketplace side of their business? Folks, they don't call Alex the best segue man in the business for nothing. This is this is smooth. Well yeah, done. Very, very, very. Um, yeah, I, did, so- I, I did see that. Um, so health grades, who, who I've known them as a place that kind of has a marketplace for helping you find uh, uh, healthcare providers uh, with ratings associated with them. So, you know, people can you know, kind of like your Uber driver, give them a rating. People could do that with for healthcare providers. Well, that's actually not going to be what they do in the future. They've sold off that healthgrades.com uh, consumer facing part of the business uh, to a company called, was it RV, RV, RV health, like RV health. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really they're going to be refocusing what health grades or what that, what that remaining company is called. So it's going to be called Mercury healthcare, and it's going to be focused on software and data for its for its healthcare com- customers who who use them to get business intelligence. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know this was something that they did. Um, granted, I, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, health grades other than the marketplace side. So um, I, I guess, it, and since this isn't uh, consumer facing, not a, not a surprise to me. Um, but uh, but yeah, it seems like this is a, a pretty cool market for them, and I imagine that it it's. Uh, more lucrative as they are, you know, going to be doubling down and focusing on this. Um, they're going to be taking that the money from the sale of the uh, online consumer marketplace and using it to f- uh, further their products for the business analytics piece. Well, good stuff. Uh, I have one other little note. Our our friend Jay Wilson, the CISO of HealthGrades, is now the CISO of Mercury Healthcare. Um, yeah. He is he's still going to be around, and he, but he's moving over to that business analytics side and really kind of serving a different customer base. Yeah, it's funny. I saw his uh, LinkedIn change this week. And I was just about to reach out to him and congratulate him on the new job. And then uh, then I realized that he doesn't actually have a new job. Um, it, it's just that the company changed names. New title. New title. Hey, you, know, you know, Alex, if you if you stand on the, what is it, the, the 45th floor of the 1801 building and you, <laughs> and you gaze off to the to the southwest, you know what you might see in the skyline? Mm, you know, I, I bet that direction you might see the Optive building. You might see the Optive building. And you know, speaking of the Optive building, as smoothly as I just did, um, the Optive has come out with a new release. They are now they are now launching a managed uh, extended detection and response service. Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, I I pasted a little a little clip from the uh, article into the into the card here for this. I would love to hear you read this sentence for me and just <laughs> see see how well you do with that. All right, I will, I will try, Rob. The Optive MXDR is the only managed cloud-based next-gen advanced threat detection and response service that ingests data across various layers of technologies to correlate, normalize, enrich, and enable automated responses to malicious activity in real time. Well, I think that says it all. I mean, everything you want to know about this release, all in one sentence. 
Exactly. It's a very long sentence. I almost ran out of breath. <laughs> I, I, I do. I mean, I love to make fun of marketing language and there's a lot of buzzwords in there, but I mean, Optiv, who, who obviously has a lot of great partnerships, um, both with the vendor side where, so they can put together a service and with the enterprise side. So they have customers who want to buy it. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for them to look to, to capitalize on that and put together a service that will hopefully give people great visibility to what's happening inside their environment. Yeah, and it looks like they're basing this platform on uh, Devo, which I am not uh, super familiar with, but have heard of. And I, I believe that they have, you know, sort of an MDR platform that, that they're going to be leveraging. And, um, you know, Optiv is going to be doing the managed part on top of that. Well, if Devo is, if their if their managed platform is anywhere as good as their hit from the 80s, Whip It, <laughs> um, I have nothing but great expectations for this new offering. I sure hope that in, uh, in Devo sock, everyone wears the Devo hats. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, local MDR providers, we have uh, we have a, a blog post this week from Red Canary, um, and and this one also has you know they, they love the clever names for their for their blog post. This one is called "When Drydex and Cobalt Strike Give You Grief," and this is really diving into grief, which is a, a ransomware slash extortion threat actor that emerged earlier this year, and, and they're doing a good job diving into the details of this threat actor. Yeah, and uh, not surprisingly, as part of the way that grief appears to work, they are using Drydex and uh, Cobalt Strike as part of the uh, the infection mechanisms, and there's com- uh, commonality there. So they go into some great detail in the uh, the blog post talking about things that you can use to potentially detect this um, in only the way that uh, Red Canary does. Yeah, if if you want to spend if you want to understand like high level what is grief and how does this work, you can read the first like. 10th of the blog post, read like four paragraphs and like, I got it. And then you scroll down and you're like, holy smokes, they get into really good technical detail around, all right, here's what the exploitation chain lo- has looked like. And here's the detectors you can put in place to, to stop it or, or, to, to, uh, or alert yourself when these things start to be, start to happen, um, which is amazing for those SOC analysts, right? So I think this is a blog post that has value for, for those, you know, those who are hands-on keyboard and also those who are having to to just stay on top of the trends. Yeah. I mean, and if you're not a, a Red Canary customer, which, you know, maybe you should be because they could uh, t- detect this for you, but you know, they, they've got a lot of IOCs and other things in the, the blog post that you can use for detection on your own. So pretty cool there. Um, you know, if you wanted to prevent this infection though, uh, according to Passmark, Webroot might be one of the ways to do that because they were a top performer in uh, security products in the Passmark software testing. Yeah, you know, I don't know Passmark, when I, um, but you know, this is one of the third-party companies that does testing of different security solutions. Um, it looks like mostly the focus of this testing was on like uh, performance-type testing. So they they highlighted a few pullouts from it, like uh, installation size, boot time, CPU usage during idle and scan, memory usage. Um, those are the things that they highlighted as being part of this assessment, which you know I'd love to see them actually also talk about. You know, do they catch things? Uh, but obviously, you know your your antivirus tool. You want to make sure it's not it's not killing your systems. And I think we get some of that that information here. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll amend my previous statement, Rob. Um, if you want to use up the least amount of resources on your computer while your legacy antivirus doesn't detect grief, uh, maybe Webroot is the way to go. Whoa! Holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, Alex. I love it. We're, yeah. we're fiery here today. Um, I, I don't. I actually have no idea if they're what the other categories here are because there's a paywall or not a paywall, but a registration wall in order to get the full reports. Um, but good, good for Webroot to be the one who's uh, who 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 won against Bitdefender, McAfee, and ESET. 
Yes. Congratulations to Webroot. And uh, yeah, no offense. I'm not really taking shots. <laughs> eh, take a shot here and there. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the next next blog. Let's move on. Automox, uh, who do automated patch remediation, vulnerability management type stuff. You know, they've been on fire recently with um, with, with growth and with raising funds. Well, they put out a blog this week around IT operations, the expectations versus reality in the patch management market. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick summary here, Rob. Um, legacy patch management tools are a, a patchwork of horribleness, and uh, Automox is uh, you know a cloud first um, amazing solution, and you should use them instead. Uh, I think it's I think it's reasonable to say that it's really hard to to move from an on-prem in the data center focus on patch management to one where employees are distributed. And, and that is what Automox is playing on here. It's a hard, it's a hard problem to solve. And uh, it's nice to know that there's someone local who's, who's helping solve it. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, not only distributed users, but uh, systems in the cloud and, and other things like that, that maybe your legacy on-prem patch management solution also does not work well with. Yep. So, all right. Uh, good stuff. Automox moving on to our last news item of the week. Uh, we have a, a blog from Security Pursuit, which uh, we don't get too many from them, but this one is uh, is pretty good. This is talking about the total cost of ransomware, and they kind of break that down into seven categories, which I think is cool. Uh, some of these are ones that you may not think of in terms of ransomware. Yeah, so obviously we all think of paying the ransom as the first one, and maybe you also think of number two, which is double extortion costs. So paying the ransom, giving my key back, the, the double extortion cost is, by the way, if you don't pay me, I'm going to leak the information. So it's not just right. unavailable. It's also that as well. Yeah, of course, there's uh, you know system downtime. So uh, you know your systems uh, are going to be offline if they're infected with ransomware. And so that's going to cost you some, uh, some cash over there. Uh, you're probably going to have some legal costs for uh, outside counsel giving you advice on what to do as well as uh, hopefully not, but potentially, you know, a, a class action lawsuit against you because uh, your systems were infected with ransomware and cost people uh, issues. Yeah. And, and anytime you bring in lawyers, you got to think that they might say, let's bring in an incident response team from outside to, to give us that third party objectivity. So incident response team costs. And, uh, you know, I think we all are well aware of reputational damages. It's hard to put a dollar amount on it, but I think we're all thinking about reputation impact. And then finally, uh, you know, the, the government may look your way and, and give you a, a, a fine for noncompliance if you're, you know, GDPR or CCPA or, uh, you know, the new California one soon. If you're, if you're not in compliance with one of those, you may, you may see some, uh, some uh, fines coming from one of those guys. Yeah. And, and of course, depending on the, the industry vertical that you're in, you know, if you're in financial services or healthcare or uh, other things like that, there are, you know, some other lovely government agencies that will uh, be knocking on your door and asking you for some cashola too. All right. Good stuff. Uh, we don't have, this is not an official piece of news, but it is worth talking about the besides Denver uh, call for papers or call for presentations is currently open. You know, this is a, one of the great local conferences we have. Um, it is the CFP is only open until August 15th. So, you know, you don't have a ton of time. You, you probably should stop listening right now and start, start writing your CFP and get that in. Uh, we'd love to see you guys there. It's going to be all virtual this year, which, you know, I, I would say a month or so ago looked like, you know, maybe they missed the chance to get together in person. And uh, with the rise of uh, the new variants, you know, maybe they look like they know the future. Yeah, um, I hope that they don't, but uh, good on them for playing it safe. All right, uh, that is it for the news. Let's move over to the Slack message of the week. Thanks to Andre Gaeta, who supports this initiative for us. This is trying to get people to join our Slack workspace because it is awesome. Lots of good stuff going on there and to highlight people that are in there who are giving good contributions. So 
Each week, we pick one winner for Slack Message of the Week, and they get to pick one item from the Colorado Equals Security Store. Rob, who's our winner this week? This week, Gene McGowan, who's also, FYI, the the local uh, ISSA Denver president, uh, he posted one of my favorite memes of the week, which is a, a picture of a shotgun shell with a little flower on it, which is rather than being filled with buckshot or any other kind of actual shot that's meant to hurt people, it's filled with flower seeds. And it, it, they say it's a much faster way for you to, to plant flowers in your backyard, which caused an amazing conversation uh, with someone talking about how they, they knew someone who lived in a neighborhood where someone would go fire a gun in their backyard once a month just to keep the property values down. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. You could you could keep that. You could keep shooting once a month and also plant flowers at the same time. Seems like a win-win. A lot more fun than normal gardening too. <laughs> Good stuff. Anyway, Gene, uh, thank you for your contribution and congratulations on getting some sweet, sweet swag. All right. Let's go over to events. Uh, of course, we have an event calendar on the website where we have all of the events that we know about for as long as we know about them. In the uh, podcast, however, we highlight the next two weeks of events. So uh, we'll talk about those. But if you want to see the rest of them, go over to the website, colorado-security.com and look at the event calendar. All right. Uh, so coming up on the 11th, we have two events. We have ISSA Denver doing their August chapter meeting. And we, we also have SecureSet getting back into business, doing a hacking the cybersecurity job market uh, in-person event. On the 13th. The uh, application security meetup group is doing measuring your software security program. On the 17th, they got two more events. Uh, ISSA Colorado Springs is doing their August meeting and SecureSets doing a virtual meeting. This time it's around breaking into cybersecurity with an alumni speaker. Awesome. On the 20th, ASIS Denver is doing a Grizzly Rose networking party. I know I love it. If, you, if you're looking for any excuse to get to the Grizzly Rose, it seems like our local physical security group, ASIS, may be giving you the ticket. Good stuff. And finally, last event for the next two weeks, ISSA Colorado Springs has their mini seminar on the 21st. Uh, this is a chance to get some CPEs. It's usually like 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Good content and uh, good, good uh, networking as well. All right. Uh, let's jump over to jobs. Rob, any Red Canary jobs this week? Yeah, I got a few jobs to highlight. I actually opened up a new one this week, a, corp, a director of corporate security. This will be the person who's uh, responsible for uh, building out the, the program for securing the internal Red Canary organization. We also still have the director of product security, which is you know obviously for that customer product environment. And finally, a program manager focused on my trust program, uh, which is what does security, privacy, compliance, all that good stuff, rolling up to, to that one program manager. Great. Praetorian is looking for a security program and strategy engineer. Lumen is hiring a product uh, software development security engineer. And, and I think they actually posted a very long list of open positions in the Slack channel and the jobs uh, and the jobs uh, channel this week. So if you're looking to work at Lumen, there's a lot of opportunities. For sure. But uh, none Kaiser of them are entry level, right? <laughs> they're, all, <laughs> they're all experienced. Kaiser Permanente is looking for a risk assessment services principal consultant. Hey, I didn't know Devo, Devo had a, a presence here, but Devo, who we were just talking about earlier, is hiring a solution engineer focused on channel. How about that? Elevations Credit Union is looking for a cloud security architect. UCAR, that's U-C-A-R, is looking to hire a manager uh, of office and, in, uh, excuse me, a manager in the Office of Information Security. And for those that don't know, uh, UCAR is the University Corporation for Atmospheric Research in Boulder. 
And finally, Vail Resorts is looking for a senior information security analyst. And actually, it looked like Vail Resorts was hiring a number of positions as well. Good stuff. Well, Alex, that is it for the end of news. And believe it or not, for the first time since last December, we don't have a feature interview. I think you know that it's end of summer. Everybody's been on vacation, taking it easy and uh, no time for interviews. Um, well, so you guys get some time back. Feel free to use this to meditate or drink or whatever it is you do with time you've been given back that you didn't expect. I think you should uh, drink while meditating. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a business idea. We shouldn't have talked about it in front of all these people. Oh, damn it, Rob. All right, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thanks, Rob. Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.